to Butler. Jumpers on the way, rattles it in and out. Griffin offensive rebound, nobody boxed him out. Gets a layup, no good, missed that. Got his own rebound, back up, rejected by Ezeli. Knocks it into the Clippers bench. Festus Ezeli with an early nomination for our bug zapper squad of the game. 11 to 6 the score. Warriors lead the Clippers by five. Clay Thompson drives all the way to the other end after the two free throws by Paul, and it's dunked home by Festus Azili. Paul hit the free throws. Azili with a dunk. 13 to 6. Warriors lead. Five minutes gone by here at Staples Center. Sports Phone 680 with Ray Woodson continues on KNBR 680, the sports leader. Rookie Festus Azili joining us on Sports Phone 680 tonight. 6'11, 260 out of Vanderbilt. Uh, Actually, uh, born in Nigeria, but spent a lot of time in Yuba City, Sacramento area during his high school years. So certainly familiar with NorCal, and the Warriors are glad to have him. Festus, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Uh, let's get right to it because, you know, we had some news today about Andrew Bogut, and it looks like he's not going to make the road trip. And obviously everybody wants him to get back and on the court. He's he's going to help the team. But at the same time, there's there's an opportunity for you there about getting more minutes and, and making an impact right away. First of all, did you anticipate uh, getting as much playing time right away? And, and how about, you know, getting this opportunity and, and having an opportunity to run with it? Obviously, this, uh, this, this kind of opportunity doesn't come by very often, especially not for rookies. Uh, I could not have anticipated it because it was kind of, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's sad that Bogut is hurt, and that's the way I have to have my opportunity. But at the same time, I look at it as an opportunity to help the team, and so I'm looking forward to it. Uh you know, I, you came out of Vanderbilt, and obviously you had a fast learning curve there. I, I was reading you, had, you didn't really start playing organized ball until about 2007, and now you're going to be on another fast learning curve in the NBA. I mean, is it something you're used to now where you got to process a lot of information in a hurry? Yeah, it is a lot of information. Uh, the NBA, I mean, it's a big league, so it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of good players, a lot of keys to different defensive schemes and that's what I do I'm a defensive player so there's a lot of things I have to know going to a game a lot of things we all have to know so uh, it's definitely a lot it's a lot of information but it's not anything I can't handle I mean so far in my career making all those jumps I've had to learn to adapt you know and so I have different ways of learning new things and uh, I'm pretty good at that so uh, tell me, pretty well. I, I'm sorry. Tell me how you got into basketball in the first place, and just how things developed so quickly for you. Yeah, uh, there's been a lot of key people in my life that have really pushed. I mean, at first it was pushing me because I can't say I I, I went into it willingly. Um, I, I was very tall. I actually wanted to be a doctor when I was uh, ah. a little younger. When I first came to the country. I wanted that was my that was the thing I wanted to do. I was more of an academic uh, kid just because of my parents and the way they they pushed me at school. But I moved out here with my uncle, and he thought it'd be a good idea if I played the game, you know. <laughs> and he he kind of forced me into it at first, and I I really did not like basketball. I thought I mean it was just I wasn't good at it at all. So it's tough for me to say because uh, I'm I'm used to do, doing what I'm good at. And I started playing basketball. It was very tough to transition into it. So I, I, at first I quit. I was like, I, I mm. can't do this. And he, um, <laughs> I think he, he kind of used uh, reverse psychology on me. <laughs> and he said, oh, well, you can't do it anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, and That got you mad, really huh? Can't. Yeah, and uh, it's something you really can't tell me. I, I've always been the person to want to prove people wrong. 
And uh, fortunately enough for me, I met a guy uh, while I was going to Jesuit High School. Um, I, I didn't make the team. There were some issues with my eligibility because I had graduated high school back in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And, but I went back to high school because I was still really young uh, when I moved to the States. And uh, I graduated high school in Nigeria at 14. When I came to the United States and went back, I tested into my senior year and redid my senior year. And so while I was there, I tried out for the basketball team. I didn't make the team. But mm. uh, there was a guy whose kid was playing basketball on the team at the time. And um, he, he, I mean, he's somebody, he's my current guardian right now. But he really groomed me. And he, I mean, he took it like a, like a personal, like, endeavor to try to make me into a basketball player. He saw me. He was like, he's 6'10". He can run. He can jump, all that. And he, I mean, really? He can't play basketball? <laughs> no, nah, we have to do something about it. So he, uh, he has really been the, uh, the major person in my life that has helped me through basketball. There's been coaches. I mean, coaches of Vanderbilt, obviously, but those are, uh, he was really the main person. Yeah, that, I'm, and uh, we just talked to somebody who uh, made some history in NHRA, and he was talking about how, you know, in drag racing, there was somebody to mentor him along, and I think that every athlete has a story of, of that kind of guy. And then you go to Vanderbilt, and, uh, you know, you're on the bench for a little bit, and uh, the guy in front of you, I think it was Ogilvy, he, he leaves, and you take over, and, and within a year or two, your skills really took a quantum leap. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's fate or anything, but he was as well, just like Bogut. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, my opportunity came, and I took it, and, yeah, it just it kind of just worked out that I made it to the NBA. I just I worked really hard, and that's, that's how I got here. We're talking to Festus Azili on the Sports Phone 680. Of course, Festus with the Warriors and first-round draft pick and a guy who's obviously going to get some more playing time now with Andrew Bogut. Uh, sideline. You mentioned it before that you know you're a defensive player, so you pretty much know what your identity is. Does that make it easier for you to handle this situation? I mean, because there's a little bit of pressure to come through, but you know you have a certain job to do. Yeah, it makes it easier. I mean, uh, uh, it's something that even coach has defined for me. He told me that when I'm on the floor, my job is to defend. Whether it's pick and rolls, whether it's the other bigs, um, I mean, my job is to defend, rebound, defend, and that's that's what my job is. Scoring is a bonus, but my job is to defend. So he made it very easy for me. I think, I mean, I, I won't say it's very easy because defending, I mean, there's a lot of good players in this league, but at the same time, um, I think he, he tried to simplify it for me as much as I can to help ease my transition. Yeah, you uh, know. It's been, it's been good. Yeah, you, you're a guy who's who knows how to position himself, and, you know, you're described as a good shot blocker, but also – uh, one of the things the scouts have said is you have good hands, and so that that could eventually help you on the uh, offensive end too. Right. So I mean, I think after a few rebounds here and there, they'll look in. A, they'll, they'll try to look in and give me a ball, throw me a ball every once in a while. <laughs> but they know. I mean, we have a lot of good scores on our team, so I'm really not worried about the offense too much. I think uh, I just try to make myself uh, a presence inside on defense and just try to help my team because that's not. Absolutely. Hear that, Mark Jackson? Throw him a bone once in a while. <laughs> once or twice no, a game, at least. No, I mean, you know, that's that's something that could develop as, as your playing time continues and, and you know, your career moves along. And I don't know. I think in, in some ways, you know, they say that there, there are guys that come in the league who are good offensive players, and to teach them defense is just a matter of effort, whereas you have a defensive player, it might be tougher to teach them offensive skills, and certainly somebody in your situation who's been coming on the last five years. But 
you know, I, I think that uh, I've seen players who, who come into the league who are mainly defensive-oriented, and they start developing a game. And I'll give you a guy from the 80s, Utah Jazz, Mark Eaton. He was a shot blocker and a rebounder, but after a while developed a pretty good little hook shot and ended up scoring 10 points a game. So it can be done that way as well. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I do. I, I have to look him up and see who that is. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not saying I'm a, I'm not saying I'm a buster on the offensive end either because I, sure. I, mean, I can score a little bit as well. But uh, I think I just, I mean, it's just trying to ease my transition into the league. And uh, I know that's where I can make the most effect on the court. And so that's what I focus on. Yeah, I hear Eventually, you. I'll build and start adding parts to my game. But right now, it's just defense. I hear you have a pretty good jump hook. <laughs> yeah. You, you get to see a little more as time progresses. All right. All right. Looking forward to that. Talking to yes, Festus, Festus Azili of the Warriors here on Sports Phone 680. Uh, I know that, that you said you wanted to be a doctor. You go to Vanderbilt, end up with a degree in economics, which, by the way, can come in pretty handy if you're a pro athlete. Uh, I haven't had to use it just yet. I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out how. I mean, uh, bills are pretty basic, uh, what that I have to handle right now. But uh, I think eventually when I uh, – I don't know. I had an internship last year with Merrill Lynch. I nice. thought that was an interesting uh, – that, that was an interesting experience. I really enjoyed that. So maybe in the future if I uh, need a, a side job or something, <laughs> I'll have to use that. Not a bad little side job, absolutely. Uh, you know, and it, it always helps. And I think for a lot of pro athletes, that's that's something that they don't realize – how important knowledge of economics, just basic knowledge is. I don't know if you saw the uh, ESPN 30 on 30 special called oh, Broke. Yeah. I saw it. I think everybody saw that. That was very, I mean, it was very, it was interesting. It was kind of scary at the same time because it was just, I mean, it, the number of people that has happened to and I know it's not the first time uh, that people have said it. And it's not the first time that it's come out on the news. But the fact that people have heard this news come out and it's still happening, the athletes are going broke. It's it's, it's a scary thing because I mean, I mean, it's, I don't know. We're we have a lot of opportunities open to us, and we have a, a lot. Of, I mean, it's no it's no secret we have a lot of money as well. Mm-hmm. So it's uh it's scary that you can blow through all that. Uh, I mean, within just three to five years of your career, sixty percent of athletes go broke. And, wow. and you know, so I think that's why the NBA has been they've been doing a more of a they've been doing a more concerted effort to bring awareness to that and trying to make us more more aware of our money, I guess. Mm-hmm. More, I mean, more concerned with how, I mean, what our money is doing, how we're spending, you know. So it's, it's been good. I'm not, I mean, I'm definitely, you don't look to see me on that list anytime soon. I'm not that kind of person. But, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, it's kind of it's kind of strange to see that. But it's also tough because, I mean, in the athlete world or in the, not in the athlete world, but outside of the world, everybody, they see that you're an athlete, you have a lot of money, so they expect you to spend. I think that peer pressure also puts a lot of pressure, uh, also puts a lot of pressure on athletes to do that. But, I mean, just try to be more mature, I guess, and just, I mean, look past that. I guess try to try to find a way to look past that and not, not give in to the pressure of the world, you know. Yeah, and it's tough to do for some of these guys. You know, you, if you come from a certain background, come from the hood, and, there are guys who expect you to give back, and like you said, there's that pressure there, and that's right. that's that's got to be tough to deal with. I, I think that yeah. I think that show broke. Uh, I don't know if the NBA is going to do it, but it should be required viewing for for every player coming into the league. Oh yeah, I think a lot of people got to see that, and it was 
hopefully it taught this, this year's class and the year, I mean, the current players that, I mean, we have to take care of whatever it is that we have. I mean, this is a short opportunity for us, and we have to take care of it. What are your what are your long term goals as far as being in the NBA and 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 beyond that? Long term goals. Um, <laughs> I know I want to make an impact in the game, and some I, I'm still working on my goals. So far, I have short term goals. I don't know long term goals. I haven't really figured it out yet. Yeah, that might be a deep question right now. You're still pretty young. Yeah. <laughs> You're just yeah, starting your so career. I'm, right. So I'm still I'm working on that. Oh, well, there's going to be plenty of time. And, and listen, Jerry West really likes you. I talked to him last week. And have a guy like that and that much knowledge uh, on your side, that that's a pretty good endorsement. Oh, no, that's great. I have a lot of good people around me, and it, it's making it a whole lot. It makes my life a lot a lot easier, you know. Well, Festus, uh, thanks for joining us tonight, and we look forward to seeing you play a, a lot more with the Warriors. I think they got a great pick when they picked you up. And uh, um, I guess it's uh, next stop, Wednesday night. Yes, sir. Tomorrow night. You guys, uh, everybody that's listening, please come check us out. It's going to be a good game tomorrow. We play the Atlanta Hawks, and it's going to be a good game. So please come check us out. Uh, Tell me, what do you know real quick about the Hawks? The Hawks? um, I mean, I know they have a lot of of good guards. They have a big man inside that rebounds pretty well. We haven't really gone over the the report on them, but one of my teammates – Got one of my teammates from Vanderbilt got drafted to the Hawks, so I've got to watch them a little bit, and they're a good team. They, I mean, they came off uh, a big win yesterday against Portland, and uh, they're the team that likes to run a little bit, fast break. So I mean, we're just looking forward to a good game and just keep um, try to end our, our uh, two-game losing streak. Who is your Vanderbilt teammate? John Jenkins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay. All right, well, we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. And uh, the, the good thing about, you know, the NBA, when you have a loss like you do Saturday, a bunch of games follow in a hurry. So you, you end up forgetting about that. Maybe you learn a little bit and the, you move on. So uh, good luck tomorrow night. All right, thank you very much. Festus Azealia, the Warriors, joining us on Sports Phone 680.